bow our heads for prayer. Here we are, Lord, gathered together to worship, pray, be fed by your word, and to be reminded that you have called us to be yours, that you have gifted us with your word and spirit, talents, abilities, gifts, resources, that we might go forth and share you in word and deed. Father, we pray. Strengthen our resolve. Increase our boldness. And guide us always, each day. In Jesus' name, amen. After Sarah's children's message, I'm just tempted to say, will God ever stop loving us? No. Amen. <laughs> it's an important message, and we know it. And in our lessons today, we see that God is indeed calling us to share the good news. But there's something that's inside of our, our sinful flesh that creates this reluctance and we are so afraid at times and unsure. In our Old Testament lesson, we see that Isaiah, as he's confronted with the holiness of God and who God is, says, Woe is me, for I am lost. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And we sometimes translate that in our way of understanding, I'm not good enough, I'm not holy enough to share the good news with others. My life isn't quite in the right place. It's interesting to me that as we read that God solves the problem for Isaiah. He has someone, an angel, take a burning coal with tongs from the altar, and it says that that angel touched his mouth, his lips, and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. In other words, what God does is he takes away our sins, the very barrier that gets in the way of us sharing the good news. And after he removes Isaiah's sins and grants him that forgiveness, he then says, whom can I send? Who will go for me? And Isaiah says, send me. 
as if he recognizes that it's his own sinfulness that kept him from bearing the good news. In our gospel lesson today, we see that the disciples have toiled all night to catch fish, and they come back to shore with nothing. They've beached their boats, they're mending their nets, they're working, and Jesus says, well, let's put out again a little bit. And Jesus goes out a little bit, and he's teaching the people, and then he says, let's go out a little further and do some fishing. Uh, Master, we've fished all night, and we caught Zero, nothing, nada, zilch. But because you say so, we will, and you can imagine Peter saying it this way, we'll humor you. We'll put the nets over. And they put the nets over, and the text tells us that they catch so many fish that they can't even handle the nets. They call the other boat out, and that boat begins to help them. And the fish story, to end most fish stories, both boats are filled to overflowing. And when Peter sees it all, It moves him to his knees before Jesus. In all that has happened, Peter recognizes the almightiness of who Jesus Christ is. He recognizes his own, his own sinfulness, his own doubt, his own inadequacies. He falls on his knees to Jesus. And he echoes the words of Isaiah, albeit in a little bit different way. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And Jesus says to him, do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And the text tells us that they left everything and followed Jesus. What do we learn from these two stories? We learn that God is not using perfect people to share the message of the gospel. That God is using people who are just like other people. That he's using people who look like you and me. That he's using sinful human people. What is he doing? He's stripping away our excuses. You think you're not good enough? You think you don't know enough? You think that people will look down on you? Well, take a look at Peter. I used him. Take a look at Isaiah. I used him. Take a look at Paul. He was the worst of sinners. And I used him. 
So I can use you, Bob. Or Lee. Betty. Gabe. I can use you. Each of us is called by God. God calls. Do you hear it? Are you listening? Because you see, one of the things that we often do is we want to sit back and we want to say, you know, I'm not qualified. So I love this little expression here. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. When we say, I'm not qualified or I can't do it, then we are discounting God's ability to work through us. We are discounting his ability to gift us with the necessary things to serve him in his kingdom. And that's exactly the way the devil likes it. If we disqualify ourselves. God calls us to step forward in faith in so many ways. He reminds us that all that we have is a gift from him entrusted to us to use for the benefit of his kingdom. It is the mindset that our resources belong to him and that we use them to further the work of the kingdom in whatever way, from the widow's might to the wealth of a corrupt tax collector like Zacchaeus. It's a reminder that God has gifted us to, to stoop down and to, to, to serve, to wash the feet of others. to clothe the naked, to minister to the sick, to feed the hungry, to use that which God has given to us. Because you see, what we do with the gospel is we live it in deed so that people can see visibly the love that we have for our Lord. And then they question us, why are you doing what you're doing? And we say, because the Lord has called me to do it, to live my life for him. And as we hear in our Old Testament lesson today and in the gospel lesson, we are called most specifically to share God's word. To share with people the hope that we have in the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord. To remind them, as Sarah taught us this morning, that God never, ever stops loving us, no matter what. And why? Because we belong to him. Our lives were paid for with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, poured out on a cross to cover the multitude of our sins. It wasn't just a burning coal. It was the blood of the Lamb. And so we are called to share the Word of God. 
Now, let me bring you back to the fishing part of this. Because so often we think that it's our job to convert someone. It's our job to somehow change their heart. And, and I just want to share this with you so that maybe something this morning will stick in your minds. Do you get it? We catch him. He's the one that cleanses the hearts. He's the one that cleanses the souls. He's the one that changes them. Now, for all of you who are fishermen out there, this has to be great news. Why? Because most of us love catching the fish. It didn't work? Sorry. Maybe you were fishing in the wrong spot. We love catching them. And then we go looking for someone to clean them. Because that's the messy work. That's the hard work. But that's what Christ does. He does the messy work. He washes away the sins. He cleanses the hearts. He's the one who shapes and molds and changes lives. He just calls us to share the good news of salvation. He calls us to love people. Because that's what following Christ is really all about. That's what heeding his call is really all about. It's loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. And it's loving our neighbors as ourselves. What makes us different from the unbelieving world? The knowledge that we are loved, forgiven, and lifted up by a God who died for us. God calls. We follow. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds on the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.